This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, Episode 2. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. So excited that y'all are here. It is episode two. I hope y'all are enjoying the podcast so far. I'm having so much fun with it just interviewing so many amazing women who are really making a positive impact and influence on the world. So today I'm having a conversation with my friend Taylor Thompson. She is the blogger behind A Pearl Kind of Girl fashion and lifestyle blog. And this is a fun conversation we have because we talk about what it was like to start a fashion blog even before it was cool. She's actually engaged, so we talk about some of the unexpected things that have happened during the wedding planning process so far, as well as her wedding dress search and how she was on the search for the one wedding dress in Dallas that didn't have even one rhinestone on it. But before we dive into the episode, I thought it'd be fun to kick off the episode doing something a little bit different. So I thought I'd share a top three of what's been top of mind for me recently, and y'all can let me know what y'all think. So the first one that I wanted to share with you is the Tatcha Luminous Dewy Skin Mist, and this is a moisturizer I have been absolutely obsessed with since I bought it around Christmas time. So what it is, is it's this mist that you can spray right on your skin after you wash it, and it moisturizes and gives you this really dewy glow. And I have found that I feel like I can wear this, just spray it on and not even have to put tinted moisturizer on and can leave the house and feeling like I look so much more awake and just bright. And it also helps with fine lines, which is really cool. So one of the reasons why I was drawn to it was because it doesn't have parabens, sulfates, all that nasty stuff and honestly I was like it'll probably just like feel good on my skin because it's a spray and I love like the feeling of the cold spray on me but it really does work so when I do wear makeup I also put it on top of the makeup when I need to be like refreshed when I've been wearing it all day and it kind of really brightens you back up and gives you that glow that um you usually try to aim for just with a tinted moisturizer. So obsessing over that right now. So the next thing is tequila. Let's talk about tequila. So I think I still have like PTSD from tequila in college. Not gonna lie. Like if you say tequila and shots in one word, I I just can't handle that. But Okay, so if you get 100% of agave tequila, it's a lot easier on your body because that's like a natural sugar. It's not like all those nasty additives that you'd find in other alcohols. Or you get mezcal and that by law has to be 100% agave. So this was appealing to me because 
it's quote unquote cleaner. Obviously, no alcohol is clean. Um, but I mean, here's the thing. I don't drink that much anyway. I usually have like, I don't know, two glasses of wine over the weekend. I just, I'm not a huge drinker. I don't like the feeling of feeling I'm about to feel sick. I have a sensitive tummy, so that's partly why. But anyway, so I decided that tequila might be an interesting route. But here's the key. You don't want to add it to a sugary drink because then that just defeats the purpose. So apparently you're really just supposed to drink it neat, which means on the rocks. Um, again, not a drinking expert here, so that's what I think it means. So anyway, what I've been doing is Blanco, like higher quality tequila, not the cheap stuff because that will just like no, we we are too old for that. <laughs> we can invest in nice tequila. So I do that, put it on ice, and then half a squeeze of lime. And I'm really liking it. I literally just sip on it. But it's really good. Sam is like, not really sure what I'm doing here. <laughs> Especially because like, I'm one of those people where I will literally be like, um, I'll either take a vodka soda or a glass of wine or a glass of champagne. Champagne, 2017 was my year of champagne. 2018 is my year of tequila. Now, we're one month in and so far so good. But again, I think the key here is the quality of the tequila. I mean, just like with any other alcohol, right? So anyway, I'll keep you posted on that. And if y'all have any like cleaner cocktail suggestions you can dm me on instagram i'm monica woodhams or you can send me an email whatever i am all ears so those are top three what's going on right now so let's dive into the conversation with taylor Alrighty. Hey, y'all. I am here with my friend Taylor Thompson of A Pearl Kind of Girl. She is a fashion and lifestyle blogger and really has been one of my go-tos when I first started blogging to figure out even how to navigate the blogging world. So Taylor and I met back when we were interns at Michael's Corporate, which looking back now, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that seems so long ago that I can barely remember how it is that we did originally meet. But anyway, so that's who Taylor is. She's on here. Hey, Taylor. Hey. Thank you. How for, are you? Good. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Awesome. So, okay. So just to kind of like share with everyone exactly like what we were even doing at Michael's Corporate. Um, so we were interning. I was in the marketing uh, department working on that old school, not old school, I guess it's still a thing, but you know, the Sunday ad with all the coupons. So that was my thing. So Taylor, you were more on the design side of things, right? Yes. I was on the digital design team. We were okay. working on the website and Pinterest and things like that. And that was kind of when the website was like, it didn't have e-commerce at the time, did it? No, it didn't. That was a little later. Okay. I don't even know exactly when that happened. 
<laughs> so, um, okay. So what year in college were you? I was a freshman in college. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah, I was a baby. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how would you say that kind of like jump started you into, you know, having a blog and knowing kind of the behind the scenes into what a, even a website is really? Yeah, I had started my blog my freshman year of college. So I just started it. And then that summer I started interning at Michael's and I laugh. I keep in touch with the whole team that I worked with and I showed up and I was like, yeah, I have a blog. Like (laughs) I thought it was so cool. And they were laughing at me because my header, my very first header on my blog was an animated gif of confetti, which took (laughs) forever to put together. Like that was the hardest project I'd done. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. They were like, this is awful. I was like <laughs> so disappointed. But um, they helped me kind of, they were like, let's start you on Tumblr. I'm like, I'm better than Tumblr. And, um, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but they, they, it's funny now. I right. still work with Melody who is there yeah. and um, she's like, your blog came a long way from that animated GIF. I was like, <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah. So That's awesome. So how long ago is this then since you've first launched the blog? Uh, that was 2011. So six years, seven oh years. Gosh. I don't okay. even know what year it is. Um, yeah. I, I know, right? Seven years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's over half a decade, Taylor. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So if we think back to like seven years ago and like what the blogging world was like, how would you say it's changed? It was completely different. So when I started my blog, Reward Style had just become a company. Like mm-hmm. to know it was not even a thing. And Instagram, Instagram was a year was old. Oh, okay. It, it was <laughs> a year old. I had to double check that because I'm like, was I even on Instagram? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was completely different. There were hardly, I mean, there were like five or six bloggers I followed at the time. And I really started it as a creative outlet in college. School was fine, but it's like not my thing. Writing papers was dreadful and doing science experiments in a lab was awful. And so I had the blog as a way to be like creative in my own terms and do what I wanted with my creativity. Um, So that's kind of why I started it. And it was really just for myself. I wasn't promoting it. I wasn't posting on Facebook about it or on social media at all. And it was really just me and my little URL that I paid $15 for. <laughs> um, but there was no, I'd like, like to know it was a completely, that was a whole new spectrum when that came out. And when I started hashtag OOTD was still relevant and you could actually get mm-hmm. views through it, Yeah, um, which I did not capitalize on enough. <laughs> I was terrified <laughs> to have my photo on my blog. Actually, I like, first of all, I was the one who liked photography. So I had no one to take my photo. Mm-hmm. And then I was scared to like put my face on there because I thought there were like creeps on the internet, which there are. Right. But um, I also felt like I didn't deserve to be on the internet, I guess. I was mm-hmm. like, no one cares what I'm wearing. Right. Um, which I'll change later. But it was just a completely different world. Yeah. No, it's so crazy to think about how much has changed and just like when – people like ask like or like they're like I want to start a blog because I want to make money and I'm just like 
Wow. Like that wasn't even an option. (laughs) Right. Like we literally like started it because it was like you said, a creative outlet and with Mm -hmm. no idea what it could eventually become. But so I think it's interesting how you said that, first of all, like you were worried about putting your photo there because it creeps, which yeah, and (laughs) they're definitely probably, they're still there. They pop up on Instagram live. I, (laughs) I posted a picture yesterday a couple days ago with some leather leggings on and Uh next thing I knew some like leather fetish Instagram (laughs) feed had reposted my photo and I was getting all these guys like into girls in leather which I mean like I was (laughs) had on like a turtleneck and leather leggings like I was not wearing anything scandalous but I had to block a few people oh my gosh that's so funny yeah so So they're out there (laughs) yeah so how would you say like you kind of overcame that and just were like, you know what? I need to just do me, post it because this is what I enjoy. People want to see what I'm wearing and just not let that kind of keep you from doing what you love. Yeah. I really don't know how I did that. I started, I used to just post like picture, like silos of clothes off the internet and stuff. And mm-hmm. that was terrible. I think I've archived all that by now. Um, and then I posted, like, I redid my room. I moved into a new house in college and greeted my room, and I posted that. And that was getting some hits. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, like, they wanted to see the few people that did follow me wanted more content of, like, my life and what was happening rather than cool skirts on the internet that I liked. <laughs> and um, so then I just, it was probably, like, three years into the blog, honestly, I took some outfit photos. Mm -hmm. Um, It was really weird and scary, (laughs) but people really liked it. And I shared it on Facebook and SEO was up on my site. And it was kind of weird. Like I've heard before, like create the content and the followers will come. And like, Mm -hmm. it was kind of true. Um, Yeah. It resonated a lot more. Yeah. And it was like, you kind of knew what people were wanting and you're finally able to just give that to them in like a high quality way because, and I think that says a lot to your photography background and being that photographer and on the other side of the camera, I think you knew how to really like tell people how you wanted a picture of you taken on the other side. My poor fiance. I was just going to (laughs) say. Learned a lot more about cameras than he ever planned to. We learned about metering and depth of field, and it's pretty funny. He's now a really good photographer. Um, no, but he I really definitely, is. I definitely art direct him the whole time, and I tell him just keep shooting. Like <laughs> we end up with like two thousand photos, right? I'm like one of these has to be good. Like we got something. So. Okay, so I need to know when you y'all first started dating. When do you remember when you were like, and oh by gosh. the way, can you take some pictures for me? Right I need now? to go back and find the very first one. Um, he knew about my blog like right away uh-huh. that it was super cool that I had this thing on the side. I had to tell him right away because it takes up so much of my time. Right. And at the time, my mom was taking my photos or my friend Melody, and they, I just had a hard time. Like, my mom is great. I love her. She's very supportive. The photos weren't coming out the way I wanted to. And when I try to art direct her, we get in these arguments. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. I know that and all so too well. <laughs> I was kind of fed up one day about it. Like, she didn't have time to take pictures because she was busy, which I get. And so <laughs> you I. You mean just she asked, can't drop uh, everything and take no, pictures for you? <laughs> she can't, unfortunately. 
So I asked Alex, I was like, well, you just take some pictures real quick, just like right over here. And um, he was like into it, which was kind of funny. He was like, he's like, should I get different angles? He was like, can I get low and stuff? And I was like, no, this is a terrible angle. But like, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> and then it just kind of became a thing. Like he was enthusiastic about it, which yeah. is great. Very supportive of the whole thing. And So um, do you think he was trying to impress you or like... He really, un- <laughs> I don't know if he was at work and now he's stuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lesson yeah. to guys out there. Careful yeah. what you decide to impress a girl with because. <laughs> but it becomes your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. So did you like, did you teach him everything or did you like say like, hey, you want to enroll in like a photography course together? Hint, hint. I should have done that actually. <laughs> no, uh, he just. We were out there. I would set the, I'd have him stand where I was going to stand for photos and I'd set the camera, I'd meter it. And then I'd be like, switch. I'd run over there, do a few poses and we'd move around a little. And, um, then he finally one day was like, I want to learn how to meter it. It's like, gosh, that's such a thing to teach someone. (laughs) Um, and so we kind of went over the basics and he's gotten it really good. Um, every now and then I have to help with the ISO. That's a struggle. But, um, (laughs) He's good at that. That's awesome. Seriously. Like, if I could get Sam to (laughs) even take an iPhone photo, that would change the game. Oh, no. I'm sure. I'm sure um, he could do it. (laughs) I don't know. But And he's definitely going to be listening to this. And Good. Sam, you should take all the photos. Yes. See? You heard it from Taylor. (laughs) Okay. So... So one of the things you said about the blogging industry was that now, like, reward style, like, to know it, all these monetization things are a thing. How have you navigated that? Like, do you feel the pressure to feel like you need to link things up, whether it's through shop style or whatever program you use? Do you feel the pressure to, like, always have to link something? Or are you just kind of like, you know what? I'm here to provide the inspiration, the content, and it's not about making money off of every single item I post. Yeah, I use ShopStyle. I really link things for the convenience. Mm-hmm. A lot of the way I use blogs, I started doing it this way. The way I'm using other people's blogs is to find things like I need a new jacket. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go and see what someone posted about jackets and I'm searching their site and I'm clicking on the links because I want to see what these jackets are. Mm-hmm. So if I go to someone's page and they don't have a link for me, I'm bummed. Yeah. So for my readers, I want to provide, you know, exact products when possible. Um, and I want to provide similar products too with different price ranges, different cuts and styles and colors for all types a lot of things aren't on shop style and that doesn't bother me. Like Zara, mm-hmm. I shop at Zara all the time. Mm-hmm. I buy lots of clothes that I post on my blog from Zara. I can't monetize that, but that's right. okay. I still want to have that link there for my readers. So it's really more of a convenience factor for me. Like I did a holiday gift guide where you can flip through and click on the products and go shop immediately. Mm-hmm. That was really just so someone can go and knock out some of their Christmas shopping. Right. And it wasn't about like the money aspect on it for me. Uh, right. But I guess I do feel the pressure to link things because that's what I expect as a reader. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. But more so for their experience as opposed to like you trying to like hit X amount yeah, income goal. Yeah. It's, I don't make enough money on it anyways. So it's really not about the money for me. Yeah. If, and yeah. And I'm with you there in the sense that like you have to make it about the reader experience and you can't obsess over like the fact that an outfit you're wearing isn't monetizable, like you were saying with Zara, because I remember right before like I got kind of burnt out on my blog, it was because literally I would have an outfit on that I know my readers would think like they would love that. And I wouldn't post it because I was like, what's the point of posting it if I can't like link to it, you know? And it was just such a backwards mindset. But because I saw so many of my friends like linking everything to like to know it, I felt like, well, that's what I'm supposed to be doing if I want to take my blog full time, you know? And it's just Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's content is about the reader unless it's a diary for yourself, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Then we don't need it on the internet. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like Zanga. Yeah. (laughs) That's 100%. Uh, Yeah. It's also hard whenever I buy things on sale. Um, I shop on sale a lot. And so sometimes by the time I take pictures in it, get a post pulled together, which takes forever and get it live, that Mm -hmm. thing's sold out or discontinued or whatever. So that's a real bummer. Um, Or if I wear something from last year, which like this year, my Christmas skirt was from last year, but I loved it. I don't care. Exactly. I love that. I had tons of people asking me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was last year's Kate Spade. I can't help you. (laughs) So uh, I feel bad when that happens because I want people to be able to, you know, I don't want to throw it out there and people will be like, I can't even get this. Right. But it's more authentic. You know, it's like they know that you're wearing what you genuinely want to wear and feel good in regardless of it being a year old. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, you know? I love that skirt. <laughs> exactly. Well, and again, like it was because I really struggled with this is was like you said, I was, like I'd have this pair of jeans that are my favorite pair of jeans, but they're like five years old. It's like, mm-hmm. but do are they relevant because you couldn't even shop them? But it's relevant because that's what I'm, those are the jeans I live in. So, yep. and that's what people want. People want that authenticity. They don't want like, I mean, it's not very inspiring, I think, to look at someone's Instagram feed and all their outfits are outfits that just like brands sent to them mm-hmm. and that wouldn't necessarily even be their style, but they just feel like they should be wearing them because they got it sent to them. I agree. Yeah. There has to be a balance between the sponsored paid and the everyday. This is just what I'm wearing and it's old and I love it. Exactly. So tell me this with all, you know, like having to post consistently over the last six years, seven years, have you ever had moments where you wanted to quit the blog? Oh yeah. First of all, (laughs) I have not posted consistently over the (laughs) six, seven years. I mean, honestly, when I started, I posted like once a month. It was terrible. Uh, But I mean, I didn't care also. Right. Yeah. There was a time probably... Towards the end of college, 
where I was really, really bad about comparing myself to other bloggers, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And these were people who were like in their 20s, 30s, late 20s, 30s, and had been blogging for a long time. And they had disposable income that they could use on a blog. Like I was in college. I had no money. It was a miracle if I got pictures for like mm-hmm. that week. Like that was a great a great week if I got a blog post up and I was comparing myself to these people and honestly it took away the joy of blogging Mm -hmm. because it was such a stress on me and it made it like a competition which it's not at all so whenever I graduated and got a job and was doing life that's really when I focused in on the fact that like who cares what these other people are doing this is mine and I just need to own it and go with it and I still follow other bloggers, um, obviously, because I'm in the space and it's good Mm -hmm. to be aware of what's going on. But I've had to really work on not comparing myself to them. Um, Totally. Especially when I know them, it's hard to. I'm like, oh my God, she got blah, blah, blah. Like, that's so stupid. And being (laughs) in Dallas, like somehow we were in Dallas during like the Mecca of fashion bloggers, you know? Yeah, apparently. Right? (laughs) And maybe reward style being headquartered there had something to do with it. It definitely did. But like, yeah, I mean, we were in it deep in the world of like really successful fashion bloggers. Oh, yeah. And everyone and their mom and tell us is a fashion blogger. Oh, yeah. Literally. (laughs) So true. And dogs. (laughs) Also true, yes. So one of the things I think is kind of crazy about what you said about the comparison is – that I don't even know if you know this, but when we interned together, I thought you had your blog so figured out and I was so (laughs) jealous. And because I can't remember if I had shut down my first blog at that point, or I was like about to, was that to Kansas with love? You can't Google. I took it all down. (laughs) Um, I remember that. Yeah. So I can't remember if I had Shut it. I think when I started working at Neiman's is actually when I stopped blog, took a blogging hiatus. But yeah, I remember being jealous because I thought you had it so figured out. And I was like, this girl who's four years younger than me is going to be like a blogging superstar because she knows like her, the people on her team that she works with are like helping her build out the back end of things and, and like, she's good at photography. No, I had the (laughs) most whack site. It was like a blogger. And well, I remember the host, like half coded. Wasn't there like a situation with the hosting? (laughs) Yeah. I switched it early from blogger to WordPress. Thank goodness. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I was on like WordPress platform. And I was like, I need to self-host it so I can do a lot more. It wasn't letting me like tailor my CSS the way I wanted to. And I couldn't do a lot of things. I couldn't add plugins and things. And I wanted to expand the design and experience of my site. So I had to migrate everything to HostGator. And that was like the biggest fiasco ever. It took months. (laughs) And I kind of blogged for like a whole summer. Yeah. And then I like ended up on WordPress.org and everything, which is still what I'm on. And it's been great, but it was like a whole thing. So start off on the right hosting <laughs> is what I learned. <laughs> Otherwise, you like shut down and start over, which was also yeah. good to like rebrand and right. archive a lot of really embarrassing posts <laughs> that should not be on the internet. 
but yeah, it's a struggle to go through that. That's for sure. Yeah. So would you, so the big thing about like overcoming that, that moment or those moments where you wanted to quit the blog, that would you say that really comes from just letting go of the comparison or is there anything else that kind of helped you stay in the game? It was really that. Yeah. It's hard to make time for the blog. Mm-hmm. So that's a struggle too. Um, it becomes a stress some days because I'm like, I haven't posted and I have to stop and be like, I have a life yeah. um, besides this. So, you know, that happens when I'm not always posting or, you know, mm-hmm. cr- New Year's. Actually, I miss New Year's. <laughs> Didn't post yeah. about it. So yesterday <laughs> I told everyone, happy 2018. Okay, yeah, I'm late to the game, but I still told you. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like I had a lot going on I didn't have time and it was also like freezing here and I was not about to go outside and take a picture oh no (laughs) yeah I have a strict um 40 degree and over weather policy yeah I think in the 20s that's fair yeah I I did a photo probably freezing uh yeah I did a photo shoot two weeks ago and it was 21 degrees outside nope Nope. So that is something I'll never do again. My no, photographer, I don't blame you. It, it, been, it was 60 degrees two days before, maybe oh my gosh. something like that. So we were like, oh yeah, let's just do Friday and woke up Friday. And it was, it, when I woke up, it was probably like 18. And I was like, <laughs> it'll be okay. Like we'll be moving around. No, um, no, yeah, not okay. <laughs> By the last outfit. Oh, she took like a couple shots and I was like, yeah, that's good. Don't eat any more. <laughs> I'll make it work. Yeah. I'll make it. Uh, work. Yeah. I end up cursing the Texas weather a lot when it comes to that. <laughs> oh my I mean, gosh. Like, we'll have a In monsoon one day. Yeah. And the- yeah, this summer it'll be 110 degrees and I'm yeah. like profusely sweating in photos. I yeah. wear sunglasses a lot in the summer, so you can't see all my makeup sweating. On. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's bad. The unglamorous yeah, side of things. It is very unglamorous, and then there are days where it's like hailing all of a sudden, or we have a tornado watch, or you know, casual Texas weather. Right. You yeah. never know. It's true. So. It's true. She just built um an in-home studio. In your I would love to do that. Or <laughs> right. That's one of my houses, dreams. Actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you, yeah, so you going to make we'll sure to see. have like an office where you can set all that well, up? Or is I've that just somehow, like a... Yeah, I've somehow promised Alex a man cave, which is... Uh-oh. You know, <laughs> so whatever, spare bedrooms, apparently a man cave now. We'll see about that. <laughs> I was like, do I get this giant closet that also has like space to shoot in and stuff. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, yeah, he's like, there's no natural light in a closet. I'm like, in this closet, there is. (laughs) So, um, that's all work in progress. It also just depends like what houses are available. Right. No idea. Yeah. So we'll see. That would be ideal though. Yes. That would be amazing. So speaking of houses and all that and wedding planning. So I saw that you're incorporating the wedding in your blog. So tell me how that's going. Like, do you feel weird like posting all the details about like how you're planning the wedding or just does it just feel natural to share that? Part of it's a little weird. I really started sharing because I was like, oh my God, this is really hard. 
it's <laughs> scary hard to plan a wedding. And so I was like, well, I'm going to post what I'm learning because like I'm reading other people's blogs constantly. Like where, where do they register? How do you do this? How do you do that? Like what kind of flowers do I use? And so I was researching a lot through other bloggers that had recently gotten married. I was like, uh, this could be helpful for a lot of people. And I've had friends be like, I'm saving all your posts because I'm going to yeah. need it. I'm like, you will. Seriously. <laughs> uh, my sweet matron of honor, I think I text her like once a week. Like, how do I do this? She's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and, um, so it is kind of weird sometimes because I'm like, I just shared what my bridesmaid dress looks like. Everyone mm-hmm. knows. Yeah. And uh, I'm, so I'm trying to put limits on like not sharing too much because I want guests at our wedding to like not know everything right yeah um but as, I mean especially after the wedding I'll definitely share a lot more of like the details because it will have already happened and I won't care but it's been nice it I start I was like oh I'll do wedding Wednesday and I started counting all the Wednesdays between now and the wedding I'm like that's a lot of content <laughs> I'm doing every other Wednesday um also okay. because I'm not doing something for the wedding every Wednesday like it's right a lot slower than that yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been cool to like write what I've learned. Cause like I learned a lot about the registry process and dress shopping was a whole experience in of itself. Um, so, so what is it, what is it about the registration process? Obviously I've never registered, so I don't know, but it oh seems like it would just be like you, is it like in the movies where you go to the store and just start scanning things? I wish. Or is there more thought that goes into it? So I I got really anxious. Um, I told Alex, it's like, yeah, we'll go to the store and scan everything and it'll be so much fun. It's like the movies. Exactly. <laughs> and then I got really anxious at work one day and I guess I didn't have a whole lot going on or I just decided not to do it. I don't know. And I got on the internet and that was a downward spiral. And I'm like, on William Sonoma, I'm like, oh my God, I need this mixer and I need these hands. And I registered for like, 800 things on Williams and I went and then I looked back and like oh my god I don't need this or this or like this is unnecessary who's gonna pay for that so I started building online ones and then we went in crate and barrel in store and went through it in person which was great especially for like plates and glasses and silverware you want to pick those things up and hold them and be like can I cut with this knife or does it feel weird like is this fork funny? Am I going to be comfortable drinking right. on this glass? Can That's I grip it well? So Are these plates true. sturdy? It was so weird. And you would not believe the funky, funky silverware they have out there. <laughs> like, who's supposed to like eat soup with this? There's no way. Um, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So it was pretty funny. And we were like cracking up in Crate Barrel. And it ended up with us like sitting on one of the display beds. Like I can't even muster up the energy to go to the car. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a lot more to think of. And like today, my mom had some freak out moment. She decided our plates were going to be discontinued by the time we got married. <gasps> and I'll be stuck with half my plates and not able to buy the other ones. And I was like, oh my gosh. So she went to Crate and Barrel against my will and questioned all the employees about <laughs> my plates. And luckily, they will not be discontinued anytime soon. How did, where did but she? I was like, <laughs> think that I don't know someone (laughs) said something to her that they like rotate dishes frequently no okay because when I when you said crate and barrel I was like in my head I'm like good move because my parents registered 30 years ago at crate and barrel and they still can replace their cups and okay mom you hear that like 30 years ago 
Uh, yeah, I heard, well, I heard like Pottery Barn rotates their stuff a lot. Oh, okay. and, um, like the Williams Sonoma home section's relatively new, so I have no idea what their deal is. It's gorgeous, but it's new, yeah. so That's I don't true. know how often they'll change things. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like down the line when I break up late, I want to be able to replace it. That's so true because in my head, I'm like, oh, I would love to register at Anthropology. Something like that. Uh, yes. But it's like, wait, like that's the changes every like four weeks. Oh yeah. It changes before you even like by the time you set it up and you get married, it's different. Right. So it was But it sounds it was awesome. Hard. Yeah, I really I looked at that a lot. I was like, could I squeeze an anthropology? And then it was also like I wanted to be courteous and my like, guest. I don't yeah. want to register like ten places and have things spread out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to go to like I did three, which I still kind of felt like was not a lot, but like two would probably been like super courteous of my guess. But um, <laughs> that way they can just go and be like, everything's here. It's easy. Right. Ship it. Done. Did you think about and doing Zola? I did think about it a little. Um, I looked into it, but I really, there wasn't like a huge benefit to me on it. Um for me personally, like mm-hmm. I could find everything I needed. I did Crate and Barrel and Williams Sonoma and West Elm. And that was like all I, I needed. Love that. And I yeah. It was like I could get all my kitchen stuff at West Elm. I well, or at uh Williams Sonoma, all my home stuff at West Elm. Mm-hmm. So it what was, would you it was easy enough. What would you say like a need for Zola, something like Zola would be? If for all the people who are planning a wedding right now, I'm not sure. I think it's if you can't limit your registry to like a handful of places. If you're okay. having a hard time like solidifying it down and being like, I want to get all my linens here and I want to get all my plates and silverware and cups here. Like if you are spread out across a bunch of places, I think that's the best way to um, bring your registry together for guests where they can okay. shop it. I also struggled with like my parents' friends and my grandparents' friends aren't yeah. going to know how to use Sola. <laughs> They're yeah. going to want to go to a physical store and buy stuff. Right. So it also depends on your audience at your wedding. If yeah. you have more millennials, then go for it. Right. But- That's so true. Someone asked someone uh, asked me what I thought as if like I've planned a wedding, but I guess I've been, <laughs> been a maid of honor twice and been in a bridesmaid same enough thing. times that people assume I'm a wedding expert and they ask me it's about Sola. But I was like, yeah. that part of the process, no one cues me in on. I, I don't know that part. I can talk yeah. all about the day of and the day before. But, <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> but yeah, so I had no idea. But I did assume like, I was like, okay, if like my aunt was going to buy me a wedding gift. I don't know that. She, I feel like she would want to like go to the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe not. My know. grandmother's all about like going in the store and stuff. So I felt like it'd be too difficult to try to explain a lot. Like I have a not website and that's already kind of hard to explain to some people. <laughs> so they're like, where's your registry? I'm like, they're all right here. Like, it's so easy. Just click the link. That's beyond. So, (laughs) yeah. So what's been like, okay, so the registry, so that was like kind of a surprise. What else has been a surprise in the process? You said something about the dress. Oh yeah. I just couldn't decide on a dress. (laughs) I would have thought that you would like know exactly what you wanted. 
yeah, everyone thought I knew exactly what I wanted. And everyone <laughs> also thought I was going to like make my dress because I, yes! I'm apparently magical. Um, I did, I made my prom dress. And so everyone assumed, I mean, be nice at the standards. And I'm like, I am not going to make a wedding dress. It would Which be like I, falling apart down the aisle. <laughs> I would assume you design it and have someone do it. But yes, that's also an expensive the, part of it was budgeting. That's yeah. really hard for me in general. Um, <laughs> but they are expensive. And like now I'm watching Say Yes to the Dress like after I bought it. And I'm like, yeah, these people are ridiculous. They're blowing tons of money on something you wear once. And like, I always right. thought like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would spend $5,000. No, it's not worth it. Not at all. And so it was kind of hard. I also had a very strict, this is me and my personality. Mm-hmm. No rhinestones whatsoever. Oh my gosh. Okay. And Sorry to it was the hardest. Yeah, it's, it's it looks gorgeous thing, on so I'm, many people. It's not it's our just style. Me. Yeah, it's not my style at all. So that was the biggest challenge. Especially in Texas, Texas, I'm sure. It's like everywhere. I went to one store in the design district and they had thousands and thousands and thousands of dresses. And I met with this girl. She's like, what do you want? I'm like, plain, simple, mm-hmm. really elegant. And she was like, okay, yeah, we have a lot of great dresses. I was like, I want no rhinestones. And she was like, what? You know, not a single one. She goes, not even a few. I'm like, no sequins, no rhinestones. It's not me. And they had four dresses in the whole store without rhinestones. Stop it. And one was like plunging all the way down to my belly button. I'm like, who wears this? They were like mesh cutouts. I'm like, my grandmother would die. Like, I'm getting married <laughs> in a church. Like, lady, give me a turtleneck. <laughs> so, um, that was kind of a weird struggle for me. I ended up going to Patsy's on Knox Henderson. Mm-hmm. And they were fantastic. Awesome. Amazing. Um, and my runner up was actually at Nordstrom. They're also yeah. great. They have a great bridal department. Yeah, they do. Uh, why have I been in there? Who yeah, knows? That's where I'm getting my bridesmaid dresses too. They're great. Oh, nice. Um, I have yeah, heard super such easy to work thing. with. Did you look at yeah. the Newman's bridal? I did. Their budget is way out of whack. Well, okay. <laughs> so when I was in EDP in the executive development program, so they basically like take you to all the different departments. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's still like this, but they were basically saying that every dress is like bought like bought for that person. So like instead of doing like a buy of like We'll buy five of this style, five of this style. Like they give you a binder and then they're like, okay, tell us what you want. And then we'll order it straight from them. Is that oh. wrong? I don't know. I didn't do okay. like a formal appointment with them. Oh, okay. I just kind of um, browsed. Yeah. And they had gorgeous gowns. Uh, but yeah, oh, they yeah, were like sure. $8,000. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I could buy like 10 more flowers. Um. Yeah. Well, so what I think is interesting, and of course, this is like the coming from someone who hasn't planned a wedding, and I know there's going to be so much that I'm going to actually realize. But in my head, I'm like, because I'm like you, I want super simple. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Alice and Olivia always has like white gowns that are like super simple, you know, like, I'm like, why don't people start there? And then I realized, well, because people want rhinestones and poofy and all that. But yeah, in my head, do. I was always like, when I'm on the Neon Marcus website, just looking at like 
dresses for like whatever occasion, there's all these white long ones that are under a thousand dollars because they're not labeled as wedding dresses. And it's like, am I missing something that people don't do that? I actually, I was like tempted, so tempted. There was a Hamlet Lang dress and it was gorgeous, but it was a little more contemporary. Yeah. I "I really wish I could pull off this really cool modern contemporary wedding. Right. Like there's little bits and pieces of me. It's like part of me wants to do this fun boho, like really chic wedding. Another part of me wants to do this modern contemporary and those are not me. Mm -hmm. So I'm like. I want to have little bits of that, but I can't. But I was very tempted to do that. Um, and at Nordstrom, they had a lot of dresses that were not like necessarily bridal specific. Right. They were like just white gowns, and um, it was a lot more cost effective, honestly. Yeah. It's like they could upcharge a dress just because it's a wedding dress. Totally, which but, is what um, they do with like cakes and. I oh, mean, yeah. literally Absolutely. everything you put, you everything. see it's for a wedding and all of a sudden it's $2,000 more. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah, it is. I learned from my sociology of weddings class at TCU. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> Working on my MRS degree. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That semester yeah. I literally took sociology of weddings, sociology of humans and animals interaction and, oh, and uh, ele- oh, shoot. I took so many random electives because I just needed TCU hours yeah. since I'd finished my major. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but Probably learned a lot more I, that, honestly. The weddings <laughs> class, like I kept all the books. I mean, I'm you sure they're did, not yeah. relevant anymore. But. Oh, they'll be relevant. There's stuff, like I pulled out my mom's planner from 30 years ago. Oh my gosh. And there's still stuff that's relevant. No Like way. we're using, well, I my reception is at the same place that my parents had their rehearsal dinner. And oh, like, I love that. This lady's been there like 25 years. <gasps> She's been around forever. And she knows exactly like the ins and outs of everything. So I'm like, boom, done, check. And yeah. I mean, it's been, it's kind of crazy how much doesn't change. That's, yeah. But yeah, by Which far is... the hardest thing I've had to do so far though, uh-huh. like hands down, is the guest list. Oh, That has yeah. been the worst thing Part of it was like budgeting, like per person, it right. costs X. So we're doing food and the invitations and the flowers and all that mm-hmm. jazz. And it ends up costing per person. And so we set our limit at like 200 mm-hmm. and we did the non-traditional way. We split the guest list 50-50 between me and Alex. Usually the bride gets like three-fourths of the guest Why? list. But yeah. Really? That's, that's just like really? traditionally. Oh, yeah. Like the groom is supposed to like not really invite anyone. And so, <laughs> I oh guess because my parents are hosting it. I don't know. Oh, that's Sam but his family. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex has a huge family, and I felt weird not splitting it 50 50 with him just because mm-hmm. it made it seem more about me, but it's really about us. Yeah. Um, but it was hard to sit down and make this guest list. And like, so I put all the family in first, of course. And then mm-hmm. it was like my friends who like had to be there, put them in. And then it was like my mom's friends and my dad's friends. And, right. blah, blah, blah. and it finally got to the point where we made the rule where if it was just me and Alex and all of our guests and our parents were not there because they're not going to be like by her side. Yeah. And we went around the room. I had to be able to introduce them to every single guest that I invited 
and tell him one fact about each person. I love that rule. Oh my gosh. They should be there for me, not for anyone else. So I'd be like, if I don't recognize them and be like, that's Miss so-and-so and and she has these kids and they go here and blah, blah, blah. Then they're not invited. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I love that because I think about that all the time. Like, it's like, oh, who's that? And they're like, I don't know. Like, you just paid, like, God knows how much for their dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then it's also weird. We've been out of college long enough for their people. You know, I post I'm engaged on Facebook. And I was like, oh, my God, congrats. I'm like, I have not talked to you in three years. Yeah. So this is cool. You're not invited. (laughs) It's It was just kind of funny to be like, I don't know. We also looked at, like, who do we really keep in touch with? Who was, like. Right a good friend through you know times and stuff so it's been interesting it's also sucked a lot because you have to cut people um okay where where do you land on the kids role we did no kids yes so hard and terrible i know that you have i don't blame you we had so many kids on our list that's the thing 60 kids and that's 60 friends Um, right because if you invite some people's kids the other people are like why, why aren't my kids invited or why do yeah. I have to get a sitter or yeah, it's, I've heard some everyone's drama over like 18. That. So perfect, which is so hard. And I feel terrible. We're also doing a evening wedding. So oh, a lot of kids well then, will like be asleep anyways. Yeah. We we'll at like seven. So by the time we get to the reception, eat, they are ready to go to bed. Exactly. So it's Plus, been hard. Parents but. should get the night out for themselves. Yeah. It's date night. Exactly. <laughs> it's just been so hard. And then you have people who's like, I can't wait to come. I'm like, you're not invited. Where's your invitation? <laughs> like, I don't know. Or yeah. I'm sure I'll struggle with the RSVP. I've heard that's like the biggest thing to deal oh. with. Are you and doing people, the list A, list B thing where like if we are know? okay. We're doing that to see like if enough people say they can't make it, then we have some like B listers we can invite. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. No, <laughs> it's the reality of it. Seriously, like here's the thing: it's like anything else in life. You have to have boundaries, or else you're gonna lose your sanity if you don't have boundaries. And that applies to weddings too. So, I mean, people can get all upset, but. Yeah. Day, like, I don't know. Like, I get invited to weddings sometimes, and I'm like, I honestly don't think they would care if I'm there or not. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But some people, they want a gift. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. People just want cash. I've, yeah. I've experienced that too. <laughs> yep. They want that. But, they want geez. those nice mixing bowls. Yep. So, okay. So as we kind of wrap this up, do you, okay. Do you feel like your wedding needs to be kind of branded since you do have a personal brand or no? (laughs) That is funny. Yeah. I, so where did the pearls come in? Oh yeah. I'm wearing them. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. My bridesmaids will wear them. Oh, I love Uh, that. Yeah. I guess like my blog brand in a sense has just become like me. Mm-hmm. I've tried to stay really true to my own style and everything. Yeah. So at the end of the day, my personal brand is what I would probably pick out anyways. Mm-hmm. But it is funny. Like we were looking at invitations and I was like, oh, that's so you. 
that's such a weird thing to hear but I guess she's right like yeah the ink I picked and the font and everything she's like that's just you Um, okay and then I was trying to make everything like coordinate of course and so I think it will be like my personal brand poor Alex I hope he likes it (laughs) (laughs) hey he doesn't get a brand (laughs) I know he's he's now marrying into a pearl kind of girl brand yeah he's he's been good about it he's like all about the pearls Um, I love it I love it so yeah I will be wearing them though of course yes so in addition to wedding Wednesdays what what else is to come in the future of a pearl kind of girl where do you want it to where do you want to see it grow go both lots of places (laughs) um this year is kind of a big year for me in the past I've I I laughed the other day. I got an email from you, one of your emails, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Stop treating your blog like a hobby." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it does get put on the back burner a lot. I have a full time job. I spend eight hours a day doing social media for someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go home and do social media for myself. Right. So it's hard, and I do treat it like a hobby some days. So this year, there's just a lot happening in my life, mm-hmm. and I think that I can really use what's happening in my life to grow my blog. I know that sounds weird, but like the wedding is like a whole other experience that I can share with readers and connect with other people who are going through the same thing um, and grow that community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking for a house, I'll eventually have to move and deal with moving and redecorating and buying a couch and furniture and all this stuff you don't want to do. And I'm really... I'm going to hate myself when I hear myself on this podcast because I hate my voice, but <laughs> I do want to move into video at some point. Yes. It's so hard for me. I, like yeah. I said, I hate my voice. I'm going to hate it on this podcast. That's okay. Um, And I'm really awkward in front of a video camera. Like there's some weird comfort behind photographs that I mm-hmm. like am great at. Mm-hmm. but I guess it's a whole, like, I can delete the bad ones and be like, right. no one's seeing like that awkward face I made, but on video, like you're going to see my awkward face, <laughs> all my mannerisms and everything. I don't know. So I'm going to try to dip into some more video. It will probably be later in the year because I just have so much going on right yeah. now. Um, but I'd love, like for a long time, I want to do like a hair tutorial. I get asked yeah. every day how I curl my hair. Oh, you have the best I curls. I should just tell people, I give the smart ass response of a curling iron. That's how I <laughs> curl my hair. And they're like, what? And they're like, you don't use a wand? I'm like, oh, you're serious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'd like to I move that direction. That. I really we'll think see. you should do that. I think yeah. there's so much, just so much more dimension you can give in a video. And I think people are craving that. And I love how you said, you know, community, because I think that that's where blogging is really going is creating communities for people to not feel alone. You know, like, I mean, think of the people out there, the girls out there who are planning a wedding and they are so sick of hearing input from like their friends or their family and they just need a place where they like a safe place where they can go to your blog see how you're handling it and like without like all this noise in their real life you know yeah I think it's different when someone's searching for the advice rather than being just given the advice totally Um, so hopefully that helps people who are searching for the advice and there's a lot like 
all the things happening for me in 2018, I think could resonate with a lot of people and I'm scared of them. So I think that's good. Go through them and learn lessons. Those can help other people who are in the same boat as I am. Um, And I've always, I've liked baking and cooking a lot and I've always wanted to do more of that in my blog. And I just, haven't because I'm busy and I barely cook. Well, and then when you have your own kitchen, that's like your kitchen, it'll be so much more fun. With like a real mixer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'd like to do that too. I I love that. That's something I enjoy. So I think it would bring more joy to the blog for me. Totally. I love that. Okay. So last question, what is your favorite lifestyle hack, so to speak? Like, what's your big trick? (laughs) it's so weird my biggest trick people laugh at me so much so recently I've had a lot of people be like oh my gosh did you get eyelash extensions and I've had long eyelashes a long time um I know that but I started a couple years ago I started taking off my makeup at night with Vaseline Mm. because it was so much cheaper than buying the like Neutrogena oil-free makeup remover Mm -hmm. which I love but it was cheaper to buy this and you just like rub it all over your face, which I was laughing because now like pharmacy, the, the skincare brand, mm-hmm. they came out with like this melt away makeup thing. I swear it's petroleum jelly. <laughs> and so I'm like, I've been using it. They, you know, put some other good smelling stuff in it. Right. Yeah. Whatever. But I just rub it on my face and take off all my makeup, but I really take off my mascara with it. And, um, it really, I use the Benefit, yes, they're real mascara, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I love it. But it's really hard to get off. It's waterproof and it's hard to like get it all off before you go to bed. And my eyelashes were getting really dry and kind of cracked and brittle. So I really make sure to get my mascara off really well every night with Vaseline. And it helps moisturize my eyelashes. And I swear they've grown. And they oh like look gosh. 10 times better. I know it sounds so weird, but it's dirt cheap. You can go to CVS, yeah. Walgreens, wherever, Rite Aid, and just buy some Vaseline. And I like don't miss it ever. Every night I do that. Oh my gosh. It's- I'm so obsessed with that because I'm literally a light bulb moment. Your eyelashes are hair. They need to be hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like you condition your hair. And this doesn't like it's fine to put on your eyes. If it gets in your eyes, it's cool. It's petroleum jelly. Like it's not, yeah, it's not anything that's going to be harmful to your eyes or skin. Um, it doesn't clog pores or anything. Oh my gosh! So it's been great. That's yeah. crazy. I love that life hack. And I also use it recently. I've been like frozen here, so I've had really dry skin, mm-hmm. and I use it before bed, like on my hands and like my elbows will get really dry. Yeah, um, and it will help instantly. Oh my so, gosh. Life okay. Vaseline. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Now y'all know how to hydrate your eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy a huge tub of it on Amazon. And too. then you can use it for everything. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you can. Such, that's a really good one uh, that I haven't heard, which I love hearing the lifestyle hacks that are new because, I mean, those are the fun ones to hear. Yeah. Okay. Well, so where can everyone find you? A Pearl kind of girl on Instagram. Um, and a pearl kind of girl.com. Awesome. Amazing. Thank you so much, Taylor. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the influencer girl lifestyle podcast. Loved this episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review for show notes and free tips and trainings. 
head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.